Welcome to the Two Mutts Podcast, presented by Biosteel. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. Welcome back to the Two Months Podcast presented by Biosteel. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall, and with my co-host, Phil Stockley, Philadelphia. How's it going? Uh, going pretty good. You know, nice, bright, and early uh, interview this morning. So, you know, had to had to set the old alarm clock. And you actually another, another... up too. So... <laughs> I woke you up? Yeah. I was I, I was up, and then I went back. I fell back to sleep, and then... And then you're like, you were dreaming, but I was like running downstairs to get the to, like, good thing I got the whole thing set up here, but uh, it just takes a quick second to get the link sent out. But uh, yeah, no, thanks for waking me up too, man. A good early 7 30. It's all good pod with uh, our good friend uh, Doug McLean. Uh, Mac was really good, so I think a lot of people like this interview. Uh, there's a lot there to chew on, uh, a lot of interesting uh, comments, takes, and uh thoughts where things can go for sure um but yeah you're how you doing how's the back holding up i know you took a you took a bad one yeah yeah another another big win for the too much ball hockey team yeah so seven and uh, you know there, so playing in that low div though like there's some hacks down there hey like this guy just cross-checked me in the back about four times on one shift I'm like what are you doing yeah it's a it's a bit of a rough go down there so yeah, I was Moving actually, up though. It was like <laughs> it's I checked off who was at the game and who wasn't at the game, and they put one of the players that wasn't at the game, who's actually not even on our team, where his name should be taken off the roster because he's not playing with us here. And they gave him a bunch of points yesterday. <laughs> so it's just like even the time even the refs are like there, there was no number 19 in the game yesterday, but they gave 19 a bunch of points. It's just like, it was like, yeah, probably confusing with 91, right? But it could have been, it could have been 91. It could have been 79. <laughs> I don't know. Like it was super bizarre. Just so everyone knows I, I wear 91 and I, yeah. I don't get very many points. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 90. <laughs> so, uh, you got a beauty last night though, uh, bud. It was not too bad. So <laughs> come on, come on. No, I, I, uh, I was surprised, um, you know, I kind of came in, but the hands were going early. I was out the outdoor rink with the Rev and a couple other people, and I was uh, was uh, moving around at the outdoor rink. You were pretty limber last night, eh? You were ready to go. And I was ready to go. It actually, it was weird. I, I The first shift, I thought I was going to go down. I, w- I was like, 
I couldn't breathe and like I don't know it's bizarre it almost brought back the the what happened to me in uh in provincials in Red Deer Philly Philly it was weird like I was like I was at center I was like I can't move my I couldn't even really see and I couldn't really breathe I don't know what's going on and I got to the bench I just sat down and I just kind of just I drank some of the bile still and I kind of just everything after that was okay I just relaxed it was bizarre so but something a little bit concerning. So I came home last night a little bit uh, concerned. So I'm gonna go see the doctor uh, on uh, on Tuesday and see what uh, see what happens there. See if they can do a little bit more tests. But it's a bit weird. So we'll see. Yeah. So so just so people are kind of filled in, when we were at provincials in Red Deer, I was me and Bosk were on the same line. This how how long ago was that? Five years ago? Would have been 2000. Was it 16 or 17? It was one of those. But anyways, yeah. Bosco comes on the bench and just drops. Yeah. It's pretty pretty scary situation for sure, but yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I didn't play the rest of that year after that happened there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just kind of just sat there and, and um, you know, it's kind of just trucked it through and and so I don't know, a little bit concerned, but uh, take we'll, care of yourself, yeah, eh? Yeah, we'll get some tests done and see if there's something going on that I don't think. But I feel fine. That's the weird thing. And I was at the outdoor rink earlier in the day, and it was like I was we were on the ice for two hours and nothing i felt felt great there so uh and i had a good warm-up uh too so it's just weird the first shift felt like that but uh but yeah so we want to you know we got obviously some unfortunate news to take out here uh before we get to our interview with mac you know someone's made a fake uh instagram account uh two months podcast fake instagram account and um they're sending out some uh some some weird messages and uh, people are clicking on a link and then that link apparently gets you to ask for your credit card information. Uh, we've had a few people that listen to the pod. I'm not going to name names. Uh, we keep those names private, but uh, they've messaged us in our DMS and told us some of the things that have happened. Um, so we have filed this. Uh, we have reported this. So if you guys can, can continue to do that on your end too, to help us out and shutting this account down, this is the fifth account that uh this has done this now so this has nothing to do with us uh we don't ask for personal information we don't ask for credit cards we don't ask for any of that stuff uh the way it works for us on our giveaways is we post it and then well uh, you get you guys follow us and then when we give you guys the dates when the winners announce when those dates winners announce podcast will drop on those days and that's when we'll announce our winners so uh so that's how that will work out um you know so there will be no uh um you know there will be no kind of any other which way we're not dming you to let you know you want you hear your name on the pod and then you reach out to us and then we'll uh, set it out to you if two weeks goes by and you haven't reached out to us after we've announced your winner then we'll reach out to you guys but uh, typically at any other giveaways we've had we've announced the names and then people have uh, reached out to us and we've gotten uh in touch with them with with some, with some things some of the stuff we ordered is hasn't come in yet so we we're, we're still gonna close that loop um but uh, the tickets and stuff, that's all done from our friends at Pete's Concrete and Seat Geek who helped us out on helping and getting these tickets out there. So um, without them, you know, our ticket giveaway is impossible. So I'm uh, very grateful for that. But, yeah, I don't know if you want to add anything there, Philly. Just kind of be mindful of these fake accounts too, right? So, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just enjoy, enjoy Doug McLean. Yeah, exactly. We'll throw to our interview with uh, Doug McLean now, and we'll be back later in this week uh, with some more episodes of the Two Months Podcast. Uh, enjoy, everyone. <laughs> this public service announcement is brought to you by our friends at CDN. Here's a crazy thought. Not all teamwear needs a team logo. 
stand out in the crowd and rep your team colors with one of CDN's hockey hats. Listen, these hats are phenomenal. We just got ours a little while ago and we've been wearing them nonstop. You know when you find a hat you love and you just can't take it off? Yep, that's how we feel with our CDN hat. Every time we wear it out, we get asked, where did you get that hat? I know what you're thinking. How can I get one? Cue the details. Shop online 24-7 at www.wearecdn.ca and use the promo code 2MUTS for 15% off your order. Again, that's www.wearecdn.ca to get your new favorite hat and use the discount code 2MUTS at checkout for 15% off your order. Now back to the show. The Two Months Podcast is presented by BioStill. Use promo code Two Months Pod Twenty Five. That's Two Months Pod Twenty Five, all capitals, to get twenty five percent off your order at checkout when you go to BioStill.ca. Also, the Two Months Podcast is presented by SeatGeek. Use promo code Two Months Pod, all capitals. That's Two Months Pod, to get twenty dollars off your purchase at checkout. The Two Mutts Podcast is brought to you by Free Bars, and Free Bars are arguably the best tasting energy bar. You might have heard Free Bars on the podcast before, and maybe you've tried them at Edmonton's most popular farmers markets. Free Bars focus on three main things for their bars. One, Free Bars are free of priority allergens, including peanuts, nuts, dairy, eggs, gluten, and soy. Second, Free Bars taste great. I was talking to Luke, the man behind Free Bars, and the comments they get while sampling is always positive. Everyone loves how they taste. Three, they are full of healthy and whole ingredients, nothing artificial and no preservatives. Free Bars are made right here in Edmonton and they are quickly popping up in stores around the city. Free Bars use a mixture of hemp hearts, honey, and gluten-free oats as their base. And then there are the three flavors, chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip, and the popular coconut. Free Bar's list of ingredients is short. Like in the coconut, there's just hemp hearts, honey, gluten-free oats, shredded coconut, and coconut oil. That's it. As school gets back into the swing of things and hockey season starts, parents and kids are bringing Free Bar's to the rink as a healthy, delicious snack. Want to try? Listeners of this podcast will get 20% off with the promo code 2MUTS. That's one word, 2MUTS, and the discount will be applied at checkout. Learn more about free bars by visiting us at Strathcona's Farmer's Market, Bountiful Farmer's Market, and St. Albert Farmer's Market, or online at freebars.ca. Want to pick it up at the store? Check out freebars.ca for a full list of our realtors. Don't forget the promo code two months and have arguably the best tasting energy bar today that's free bars <laughs> months fans our next guest is a former nhl head coach president and executive you can find him on uh, sports and at time to time with uh, kipper and justin Bourne, and he is a good friend of ours he's been on with us several times too we like to welcome back to the two months podcast we got doug mcclain mac how's it going Good, good. Just relaxing. That's good, man. Yeah, nice little relaxing yeah. Sunday. So, yeah. I guess Super Bowl Sunday, Mac. Uh, who, who you got? 
Well, I'm actually, we're going to friends that they're from Philadelphia. So big Eagles fans. So I'm just going to drink wine and eat food and let them cheer their asses off. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, that's it. That's how you have to go. Right. So, yeah. uh, I guess we'll start with the big news. We're here in Edmonton, Mac. Uh, you know, uh, Chris Johnson, uh, former West Sportsnet, now at TSN, he tweeted out that the Oilers and the uh, the Sharks are are getting a little bit closer here. They're engaging in conversation about maybe bringing Eric Carlson to the Edmonton Oilers. Um, would you say that's a player that the Oilers would need? And and if so, do you think that the price, like the price for that, seems to be pretty high? Um, you know, just kind of talking to a few people yesterday. I don't know what you're hearing, but. Uh, you know, Carlson, Edmonton, is that, you know, the need that you think that, that this organization needs right now? Well, you know, a, a puck-moving defenseman, you know, Carlson's had a rebound. I mean, the guy could hardly play a couple of years ago. He was so bad with his injury problems and the, as bad as San Jose were. And talk about a rebound, the way he's come back, and he looks like he looks like the Eric, Eric Carlson that was a superstar in the league. He's that, he's that good right now, and the Oilers could use that that puck moving element on their back end for sure. I mean, with the firepower they have up front, if they have that, that defenseman that can move the puck the way this guy does and create offense, it would be scary. How do they do it? How, I mean, are San Jose going to hold $5 million of, of the $11 million for the next three to four years, three years, this year and three more years? They're actually going to hold – Greer is going to handcuff himself by holding that kind of money. Now, you can always involve a third team, which can help that out. But involving a third team means you're paying a first-round pick Yeah. Team right now. That's what the price is right now to hold that type of deal. So then you say, okay, you know, there's rumblings that they're, they, they don't know if they can do that, and they're talking goss to spare. Who – is he not available at every trade deadline for the last eight years? Correct. Yeah. I mean, you're going from Carlson to talking about Gosta Spare. Are you serious? So I, I feel a little bit for the oil here because they would they would love to add that, but this cap situation, this Batman cap situation, it drives me absolutely batty because it that's all we ever talk about. Yeah we ever talk about and it drives me crazy but anyway that's the world we live in and the owners make a ton of money the top players make a ton of money and everybody else well see what happens good luck they're getting squeezed i want to run by here like what what would you consider do you think the nhl is any which way gary would go with this or if he's if he's out bill daly does it if bill daly's the next guy up but is there any way that you know Two players on your cap, some of their salary doesn't count. So my theory is if you have a player that's on, you drafted it, you developed them, after five years of service that you've had him going into year six, anything beyond that, his his uh, his cap doesn't count against the salary cap. And then you have another player, you could pick any player, and he's got to make either five, some around $5 million or less, and half of that money doesn't count against the cap. We're situated. I don't. Do you see anything like that ever going to happen here in the game, Mac? Gary. Gary has one objective, and, and that is that only fifty percent players. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. That that's all he cares about. That the owners have are guaranteed a fifty-fifty split. Which, if you're running a reasonable organization. You're going to be able to make money. Your values of your franchise is skyrocket because you've got a fixed, a fixed number for salaries. 
And he is not going to budge off that. He, they can do whatever they want, fooling around with, you know, cap situations, as long as the players only get 50% of the revenue. And that's where it is. And where we are now, and we're going to see with Matthews coming up, you know, I, I think Toronto get him re-signed. But it will be astronomical, the dollars. And then what happens to the rest of your team? I, I don't, I, like I, but your scenario and all these scenarios are okay, except it's 50-50 and nothing else matters to Gary. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and you've dealt with him, right? So you would know what his mind. Well, you know what? I'll never forget when, when this, this agreement was signed on the 50-50 and, and, and given up the fact that guys are protected for seven years. So a guy signs coming out of entry level, you've got him for for seven years, or or you know, it could be twenty five years of age, and he walks as an unrestricted free agent if he if he starts playing as an eighteen year old. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? We've lowered the unrestricted free agency from thirty one down to seven years of pro experience, like that. To me, that's so that's opened the whole situation where young guys get all the money yeah your level yeah. And, and it's and it's and how do you run a cap system when that's when you're paying 23 24 25 year olds 15 million dollars that or and that's coming like matthews will take it to another level in my opinion oh yeah and you know toronto has the money to do it but... and and pasternak and you know i mean these guys it's so how do you it's unbelievably hard to build a team. And if you don't have, if you don't luck out like Boston did with Bergeron signing what he signed for and Marchant signing for what he signed for. And these guys, you, you, there's no way you can build a team. So that's the challenge. And Bettman doesn't care. It's 50, 50 and the owners know where they stand. Yeah. And then you saw with the, the GMs. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon signing for uh, 12.6 million, right. For eight years. Right. That just, yeah. you know, that's the highest contract to uh, next year will be. He'll be the most expensive player in the NHL per yeah. that. But, you know, you're still Matthew signs. and uh, Exactly. Until Matthew signs. And then when Matthew signs, the next one will be Leon Dreisaitl because he'll be up the following year. So, and, right. And, right. Uh, Good luck then. Yeah, exactly. And then after that, it'll be Connor McDavid. So, you know, it, it'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just one more on the Oilers here. Uh, the, the saga for Jesse Poliarvi looks like it will be coming to an end probably on Tuesday here uh, as they have to get Yamamoto ready to come back on the roster for Wednesday. But uh, do you see anyone? Obviously, he scored in Ottawa the other day. Uh, do you see anyone kind of taking a flyer on him maybe on waivers? Uh, I think if a trade was going to happen, it would happen already. But, uh, you know, where, where, do, where do you stand on Jesse Poliarvi and, and where things go here for, uh, for him and the Edmonton Oilers going forward? Well, it, it comes back to what are you gonna what are you gonna pay to put this guy in your team? You know, I mean, his what's he making now? Three million. Yeah, three million. Yeah. Well, you have to qualify I mean, up either for that, but obviously that probably won't happen. So, yeah, but but so I mean, I know it's not a lot of money, but to me, he's at best a third line type of guy. Uh, there's lots of teams wouldn't mind having him, but again, he certainly he certainly wouldn't be a priority for most teams right now. Yeah. I mean, it's a gamble to take him. I mean, I think it's a good gamble, but th this time of year, you know, it's only for a couple months. Maybe somebody would take a chance on him. I mean, there's like, we know how valuable third and fourth line guys are at playoff time. Correct. If he, if a team feels he can, he can, 
play sound enough defense to be able to help you and upgrade your third or fourth line, somebody might take a flyer on them because, I mean, hey, Tampa Bay Lightning win Stanley Cups because of their third and fourth lines. We've seen it time and time again that guys, you know, whether it's Nick Paul or whether it's, you know, Sorelli, whoever it is. I mean, they just, they're important. So I, I don't see it, you know, for him. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's been a disaster for this guy coming out of, you know, that, you know, but you know what? I'll tell you something. I watched the Blue Jackets in Toronto last night and line A, I mean, right now he looks like a third liner. Yeah. I mean, it's scary how bad this guy is right now at times. I mean, he gives you one good game every five games. I mean, what is going on with this guy? And then you see Dubay and Winnipeg. He's a horse. And Pagliarvi, I mean, wow. Yeah. It's, It's hard to believe. It is. Yeah, it is. It's uh it's the the stress anyway. that, that you general managers have at times when you guys are in that yeah. position, right. So uh Phil, we'll toss it over to you here, pass the puck to you. You can ask uh Mac about some Calgary Flames stuff. Hey Doug, yeah, yeah. So I'm the resident Calgary Flames guy on this podcast, and it's uh, it's been a tough year for sure. Uh what just straight up, like we can take this in a lot of different directions, but like what is going on with the Calgary Flames? Uh, like personally, I I don't know. Like, do they have a top line? Well, look to me, it's it's really simple. You, you know, you take out Kachuk and say what you want. He's been a star in Florida. I don't know if Florida's going to make it, but he's been a star. And yeah, and it's it comes to one thing for Calgary Flames. I mean, last night they were unbelievable. They were they were out Buffalo's biggest game of the year. Buffalo, and the shots are thirty to four in that game so what is going on this team should be in the playoffs for fun in my opinion but you've got you've got a guy like Huberto who is a, I mean how has this happened well he doesn't have Barkov that's one reason that's one reason everybody talks about but what else this is one of the best pure passers in the game playmakers and he's right now unless he figures it out and he's got 30 games to figure it out. Uh, they're in tough. They're really in tough. He's he's not a driver for me, Huberto. He's he's one of those guys that needs a big-time support from a big-time centerman. And he's a really good player, really classy kid. But he's not a driver. He's, he's one of those secondary-type guys that needs support. And uh, he's not driving the bus for them. So that to me is 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 a problem. So hopefully they get them going. Am I out in left field on that, or is there other issues? No, no. I would I would even I'll chime in here. I I agree. You know he's uh, you know like from you know knowing him a bit here. I don't know. I'm not saying I know him very well, but I you know when when our good friend uh, Petrovich was playing uh, for Florida, I kind of got to meet him, and I I could see that too in him is that. You know, he he's the kind of the secondary kind of guy where, you know, he needs like a bark off or, you know, someone else that can, can drive that drive that play. And I don't really know if Calgary has it right now. I kind of wonder right. if there's a bit of an issue in Calgary, Mac, of, of coaching. Um, you know, Daryl's got three years left after this season on his term. But, uh, you know, and Brad Tree Living doesn't have a contract for next year. But I don't know. Like, I think, I think Daryl's a wonderful person, you know, I, but you know, there's different ways he motivates people for sure. But, 
in that group, like obviously, you know, before we hit record, we talked about, um, you know, what a win that was and very shocking to see Buffalo lose, lose in that kind of fashion too. But, you know, your thoughts on, I guess, and, and Daryl and, and Brad going into his last year and how that, how that might be a problem in the locker room too, or just kind of be a little bit of elephant over the, over the cloud of the team too. Well, you know, it's really interesting. I, I mean, I, I like Daryl. I, you know, I mean, I love his clips, but sometimes you can get carried away with the clips. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be a sound bite from the coach every night. It, then it, it, it goes the other way enough already. Just, you know, just talk about the game instead of, you know, the, the shots here and the shots there. And, and I mean, I love Daryl, but you don't have to be the tough guy every night, really. It, and it wears on everybody. Tree living, I don't know what's going to happen. I was somebody told me the other day he could end up in Toronto next year, Brad. You know, if if Dubas uh, gets the boot, that that Brad could very well end up there. So I don't know what. But if this team doesn't make the playoffs, oh man! I mean, and Edmonton does. Edmonton right now looks like you know they could be the best team in the Pacific right now with the way they're playing. Yeah, I mean, goaltending is still a question mark. You don't know what what you're going to get from Campbell. I mean, he's been good recently, but what are you getting? So, and their blue line is, is can Kenny fix that for the playoffs? Kane's back. That helps. I, I, you know, Hyman has been a star for them. I mean, a great player, the elite, and so I don't know. Calgary's got to make it. They got to make the playoffs, or or there's going to be something happen there for sure there will be. they can't miss no they can't miss yeah i we... mean the west is no good to begin with like right. i mean i look at it and i go east to west are you kidding me and you can't get in in the west give me a break well, e- e- even the pacific like particularly right right well so, yeah, so... They, they gotta find a way to get in the king's know? had a so oh, absolutely we'll and, and and like go go ahead bosco no, go I was just going to say the Kings had kind of a statement win last night. It was a big night for them. Yeah. Obviously, Dustin Brown. We'll get, and we'll get there. Uh, we'll get there in a second. But uh, go ahead. I know you got a little bit more there on the Flames. You might want to add there, Phil. So sorry about that. Cut you off. No, no, Doug. Like you mentioned, like Kachuk. And, and you know, Daryl said it so many times in his press conference. And I think I've repeated myself so many times on this podcast, too. It's, it's just Calgary does not have that game breaker who's going to score a goal late in a game or, or you know, elevate their game when we need a goal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, 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 they're hard pressed to find goals, in in my opinion, at key times, no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, and like I mentioned a little earlier, it's like it's like I was just like reading a tweet early, like earlier, and and one of the inside one of the guys was saying like, does Calgary even have a top line right now? And I I don't think they do. They've got three pretty good lines but like nothing out like nothing crazy and then like another thought was how long did like the huberto lindholm experiment last like not very long like would that be another direction to go like try try huberto and lindholm again well you got to try him with your best best centerman that's what you got to try him with but but here's the here's the issue and it's it's what we talked about off the top of the show your cap, the cap is structured so your best players get all the money, okay. Typically, right. so if your best players are making seven and eight, and nine and whatever million, and they're not carrying the team, you're in big trouble. You're in big trouble. If any one of those top four or five guys <laughs> that are getting all the money don't carry their load, a lot of pressure on your team. 
And that, to me, I think that's a, a little bit of what's going on there. You know, I mean, what's Huberto? Eight and a half million? Uh, no, right now he's five point five five point nine right now, and then but, but goes 10, goes 10. to 8. five, yeah, ten. No, it goes to ten point ten. Goes to ten. Yeah, yeah. That's and and that's that's the situation. Your top guys have got to be your go to guys, yeah. and uh, you know, in the regular season to get you in, and then in the playoffs, it's a whole nother. Then the other people have to be key contributors, but to get you in the playoffs, you've got to have your big boys going. Yeah. And right now. It's tough. It's tough there. Yeah. And I don't, in fairness, I don't watch them enough. You know, I catch them maybe once every two or three weeks and I see, you know, the goaltending. I mean, Markstrom, whoa, whoa. And then, then he's good. Then he's bad. I mean, they got to go away from him. I mean, that, those are problems, yeah. you know? Right. And then, yeah. and then sometimes, you know, when it rains, it pours like the whole Oliver Shillington situation. And then, you know, Rasmus Anderson gets hit by a truck. Like, what are the odds, right? Like, seriously, that's unbelievable. When I read that, I, I thought when somebody said he got hit by a truck, he meant one of the trucks on Detroit. I didn't think it was a yeah. truck on the highway. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, just tough crazy. sledding, tough yeah. breaks. So I, and I'd love to see them make it. You know, I, I really do. I, I do like Daryl because, you know, I had, Dwayne was my assistant in Florida and we're, and we're good friends. And I always, I, I coached Brian in St. Louis years and years ago. And I really, I, I really like Daryl and I like tree. I'd love to see them make the playoffs, but it's, it, you know, they got to get in somehow, some way, but yeah. like you said, I mean, LA are playing well in LA. If they end up getting chicken, which people think they might, then uh, they're going to be tough, you know, real tough out for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and it, and a team they're competing with the Colorado Avalanche. Like, what? Yeah, is there a chance they could miss Doug? I I don't see it. I mean, look, I, I gotta believe. I mean, they still haven't replaced Kadri in you know in their lineup, which is, right. is really a critical a critical loss for them. And I mean, do they do they take a chance and pick up Ryan O'Reilly? You've got to believe they're really looking at that type of player, you know, to come in and 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 bolster that group, you know, a veteran guy, he's, he's got it, you know, he's, he doesn't have a, a he can be moved anywhere by St. Louis. So I got to believe he will be. So I've got to believe I, I Taves is battling again. You don't know, the, is it a, is it a viral thing? What's going on with Taves? Is he going to be moved? So I, I got to believe Colorado is going to fill that, that two hole. They've got to fill it. Yeah. And I can't believe they'll miss. I can't believe they'll miss. Yeah, no, I, I I would be surprised if they missed. They're slowly getting healthy, but Makar has been out. He's got he got kind of yeah. there, so we'll see what happens there. But you know, you know, you know, uh, you know, C Mac, uh, the GM there very well. Um, you know, his mindset. Um, you know, it's it's hard to count them out. Once they get in, they'll get in. But I agree that second hole center hasn't been uh, fulfilled and. And you know we all kind of thought they were in on Bull Horvat, and obviously that's worked out for the Av- for uh, the uh, the Islanders. Uh, he seems to yeah. come in and just fit in real real well there. But uh, and talk about talk about blow a game last night. Oh my God, when they're fighting for their playoff lives and they lose, I mean a lead late and they lose in overtime to Montreal. Yeah. That would be like I would not want to be having a, a beer with Lou Lamorello after that game. <laughs> no, that's even even the game before they lost to oh, the Canucks. Oh, I know. Right? So, so like two of them. Oh my! And Horvat's is playing well, but and scoring, yeah. but oh my! That those are big points to be throwing away right yeah. now when you're in a race with you know with 
Pittsburgh. And I mean, it is a dog fight with Pittsburgh and Washington there as to who's going to miss, you know? Yeah. Um, we'll shift gears to the LA Kings here. Uh, I, in, in my opinion, I thought that was a statement win last night. I know it was on the back to back for, uh, for the pens. They, they had, they had played in uh, Anaheim the night before. Um, but a big night for Dustin Brown, I guess a comment on Dustin Brown as a player, uh, kind of great, great moment for him last night. And then what you think of the Kings can do here. I know we touched on a little bit with Trickren, but, uh, Dustin Brown and how the Kings go going forward here, Mac. You know, it's funny. I remember interviewing him for the draft, uh, you know, sitting in the in the in the meeting room and, and Dustin Brown coming in. I'm pretty sure he played in Guelph and it was a, he was a hard nosed kid and junior and you knew he was going to be a, a good NHL. And I think he was probably rated in. I had the fourth pick and he was rated in that probably eight to 12 range, you know, and I but I remember how he stood out to me as just a quality quality grinder you know character kid and i mean this guy played some great hockey i i followed their that uh, you know their stanley cup run i remember the ranger series ranger uh la series yeah. he was so damn important on that hockey team leader you know a daryl type of guy sutter type of guy so he he had a great career he really did have a great career so it was great great to see you know him be honored you know it's amazing yeah it is it is for sure and i do think that team is they got a great coach um and we all know what they've been able to do drafting and developing so they got the pieces to add um i think they'll be a scary team if they add a few more pieces here and phoenix cop please come in and he you know got the shutout last night and he has been uh he's been good the team has been advertised i kind of find it funny here at times and this is where i you know i'll go on my rant about what how much people know about the game here in Edmonton at times. And I'm not, I'm trying to get you to get involved in that. It's just me. It's just so many people here in Edmonton, the fans, media, they're like, the Kings aren't that good. They're going to fall off. You know, they're, they're going to be out of the playoffs by, and a lot of them predicted around after the all-star game, they'd be out of the playoffs and they're still in the, in the race. Uh, you know, yeah. so it's it, I, the NHL is a tough league, man. It's uh, you know, but they're doing everything they can with a great coach and, and, you know, I know they had some injuries and they got some of the guys back last night and, and Trevor Moore was another big guy for them. He's a buzzsaw, but, uh, you know, are, are they, how, how scary can these guys be Mac with, with some adding some pieces here? Well, look, LA market, you know, they've got to be a good team. You know, when you're in that market, you, you've got to, you've got to do whatever you can to, to be a, to be a, a part of the fabric, sporting fabric. And that's why, you wonder if they add Chikrin, um, you know, is, is the GM going to get that done? And, you know, he's a solid guy. You know, he, he's he's methodical in what how he's building the franchise, rebuilding the franchise. If they happen to land Chikrin, who, look, Chikrin, Chikrin's got a friendly cap situation for the next this year and two more years. I mean, does he, do they step up and take a run at him? It would not surprise me. And I know the guys are saying that they could be the leading candidate, but there's a bunch of teams in the mix. I got to believe to get a chicken, but a chicken is a guy that could make a difference the back end and get you in the playoffs and and help you do some damage once you get there. So that's going to be fun to watch. It will be. It yeah, will. and 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 it and we were just saying this on our last podcast. Like LA's trade for Chikrin could be like very clean, as opposed to like Edmonton's trade for Chikrin could be pretty complicated. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it's probably a little easier, you know, with for LA to do it because you know the way their the teams are structured and it, it's probably quite a bit easier to do it for LA. And I mean, but guys, I, I'm sitting there thinking, how are the Leafs not involved in this? I watched them play Columbus last night, and I mean that blue line. There was three goals scored right around the paint on on the goaltending. He wasn't great, but limited protection around the paint. And right. you know how can they not be in on the chicken? At that, at that, with that cap deal for the next two and two, two years plus, how can they not be involved in this? Now, I hear Gabrikov's name. I, I don't mind. I mean, Gabrikov's fine. You know, I was talking to somebody in Columbus today. I said, How do you not sign Gabrikov? How, how do you keep letting guys go all of them? You're going to maybe get Connor Bedard. Maybe you'll get lucky. And you're not going to have anybody to play with them again other than Goudreau and Line. Like, seriously, keep the odd <laughs> player there. Don't let them all, don't. I mean, you can only get so many first-round picks. Yes, you know. Oh yeah. Or you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have some players. So Gabrikov, I mean, I hear questions about his knees. They're scared about a long-term deal. Some teams, but you know, he's out there, and I mean, Toronto's mentioned for him. So it's it'll be fun to watch where a couple of these D go. Klinberg's falling off the map with the way he's played, and yeah. you know, so it'll be a fun it'll be a fun deadline. It not that be. I really care. Not that I really care, but I'm more concerned about my golf handicap than I am the trade deadline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I agree, Mac. I know it's again something we just a little bit talking about uh, Leafs before we hit record here before on the pod. And it uh, I, as a Leaf fan and and all that, you have to go all in. You got to figure a way to to make things work. Um, you know, you got to beat Tampa. That's it's either it, it's going to be you and Tampa in the first round for sure. Um, you got to keep on rolling here. They have the second easiest schedule as the season winds down here. And, uh, yeah. you know, and I thought for sure they'd go five and zero coming out of the break here, but, uh, you know, it was, it was weird. A big yeah. one in, in Columbus, they went three, nothing. And then, you know, they come back yeah. to Toronto and they had, they played a, like Kelly Rudy said on the panel last night, Toronto played a good four periods against this team. The last two periods, they played horrendous and it was bad and you can yep. see it. And, and Morgan Riley said it after the game, which just they just stopped competing. Um, you know, well, go ahead. Sorry. You know, it, it, well, you know what? It's, it's funny. I, I watched a little of it last night and I see, I watched Corrali cause my son's involved with him, but I mean, he goes head to head with John Tavares and John Tavares didn't piss a drop yeah. in that game last night. That that's scary when Matthews is out and a guy like uh, Corrali can shut Tavares down. And so who do they, uh, you know, so the the blue line, I've got to first of all the goaltending. What are they going to do with their goaltending? Samsonov, mm -hmm. yeah, and then where else? You're a top five six team in the NHL going into the playoffs, and you don't know really what's going on with your goaltending other than Samsonov. And I mean, he's had a good year. Yes. And yep. this Murray guy, like, what is going on here with this situation? And how do you? Put yourself in this box, and then you gotta and you gotta find a defenseman. I mean, do they end up having to go Shen, Dumba, McCabe, one of those guys, if they don't get Gabrikov or Chikrin? I mean, they gotta add somebody. So it'll be there's a lot of questions around that team. I I think they need to add Shen, and I think because Shen and and Morgan Riley could be a good pairing because. The last time we saw Morgan Riley at the highest of highs and how great he was, it was with Ron Hainsey. Yeah. This was quite a few years ago, and he had the most amount of points yeah. with Ron Hainsey. And Ron Hainsey was a left-shot yeah. defensive but played the right side. Yeah. And right. that was the best we've ever seen Morgan Riley at, at his peak. And yeah. it hasn't been the same since. And 
he needs to be a driver. Uh, you know, Matthew, yeah. uh, yeah. Know, skating. So we'll see what happens, but I agree, but that's been, yeah. that's been Tavares's MO forever, Mac, like even in the Boston series back dating back to those Boston series, you know, Chara and those guys would just get in his face and he just shut down. He would never, yeah. he wouldn't like, there's no emotion out of him. There's no pushback out of him. It's just like, I don't know. I, I, in my yeah. opinion, as a, Again, I hate saying it. Like you look at all the greats that 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 organization had: the Doug Gilmore's, the Gary Roberts, the Darcy Tucker's. Like those guys were, you know, went back at yep. you know, the time. They never yeah. never let you have, yeah. um, you know. And then this guy, you know, great player down low, but you need to push back yeah. sometimes. Not everything's about yeah. points, but show that bite back. And and I think you know, like and and people that they don't know, uh, Clark uh, Clark is your son and. He's got uh, he's an agent with ASM, so so people were just kind of wondering that he's one one of the top agents in the game, and you know the ASM is uh, you know Matt Benning is a good friend of ours, and he's with them too. So uh, and Matt Benning's having a career year, Mac. I don't know. If yeah, yeah he is. It's just exciting. Yeah, I, yeah. I do want to get your comments on Matt Benning. I know it's a bit later out west when you see him, but twenty seven year old kid, four year deal he signed this year. Um, he's with ASM. He's uh, he. Tied a career point in points. Next point is uh, he'll beat that, and he's uh, three away from 100 points in his career. But thoughts on what? And Matt- you know what? Well, it's it's funny because it, you know, you know, he was looking for a job, and I mean, I know I'm looking at teams like Ottawa who ever ha- have not been able to find a defenseman all year. Uh, he, you know, he leaves Nashville. Fine, Edmonton. I mean, there's teams that I thought really could have used this guy as a really solid sort of a non-problem type of kid. I mean, I, I, I funny, I coached his dad in St. Louis, Brian, which is pretty bizarre, you know, and I, I remember Brian Benning as a player, but I'm thrilled for Matt. He's gone there and had a really good year. He's got a four-year deal, I think, which has really helped him, you know, at good dollars for San Jose. I mean, a really cap-friendly deal, but a good deal because he wanted some term badly, and that that worked out really well, but he's been a really nice pickup for San Jose and a team that has been pretty competitive, you know, yep. considering where they are. So happy for him. You yeah. know, I, I don't really know him, but I know his dad and I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah. He's a great kid, Mac. And whenever you get a chance to talk yeah. to him, you'll, uh, you'll like yeah. him a lot. Yeah. So, um, I guess when we'll finish up on the Rangers here, um, I'm intrigued to see this rematch against, uh, you know, obviously the Alberta teams. Uh, there's been a little bit of bad blood here that uh, could be uh could be uh, re-engaged and, and uh, what your thoughts are. I know you watch them a lot. Turk is your guy. Um, you know, Jacob Truba, um, thoughts on the kind of the season he's having and the leader he is too for that team. Well, it's interesting. I, I never would have envisioned Truba becoming what he is. You know, yeah. when I watched him in Edmonton and I just, I always, I wasn't a, a huge fan. And I'll tell you what, he's gone there and in a tough market, in a, in a tough town and he's actually done a really good job. I mean, when he was named captain, I was a little skeptical of it, but you know what? He's done a really good job and he's stepped up. I mean, look, say what you want. If it's not for Trouber, they do not beat Pittsburgh a year ago. They do not beat Pittsburgh. If he doesn't put Crosby out of that series, when the, when the series was three, one Pittsburgh and Crosby goes down, they had their goaltending problems as well, but Crosby was the catalyst in that series, and Truba, with a clean hit, puts him out of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's an important guy, and he's not afraid. He's not afraid. He'll stand up. 
And, uh, you know, I mean, he got, he, he doesn't care who he's hitting. He, he hits and he hits most of the time clean, yeah, hard, but clean. So, you know, Tarasenko is a great pickup. I mean, their power play now could be absolutely deadly. Does that get Panarin? I'm Panarin bothers me a little bit. He's so damn good. You just don't know what he's going to bring. Oh, but I think Tarasenko, Tarasenko maybe may get him excited. And he's he's such a good player, Panarin. It's unbelievable, yeah. you know? It looked, um, like he did last night, right? That was kind of that. I think that was what we were expecting out of him since he went there. Yeah. He hasn't really done it a lot until maybe last night. Maybe that Tarasenko trade was the trade that needed to rejolt him too. Not only rejolt Tarasenko, but um, Panarin. And there's a they got a good connection there. And I think that trade with Miko Mikulin on the back end too is a subtle move that yeah. will be very important for them too, Mac. Yeah, it really it solidifies their their five six spot. It really does, you know. So that's a, you know, that's a good move. And you know, I think I keep going back to Columbus because it pisses me off so much. But I mean, think about Panarin there in Columbus, Dubois right. in Columbus. Like it just goes on and on and on. The guy Anderson who left there for for Domi. I mean, it just I just shake my head. And then now. Gabrikov will be the next one to leave. And I mean, like I heard even rumbling Boone Jenner, people, people would like to get Boone Jenner. I mean, they can't keep moving these guys out, but anyway, I, I hate to go back to that, but like, just, you know, when you talk about Panarin and how, I mean, this guy makes plays. I mean, he's got vision. Like you can't believe. And JD goes to the Rangers and takes them with them. And now JD's back in Columbus. They should have let JD go to the Rangers and keep Panarin. Yeah, they should have for sure. Now, what are your thoughts on Keandre Miller on the back end for the Rangers, Mac? And and he's emerging and being one of the best defensemen in the game too. Uh, thoughts on Miller and what he's been able to bring to this Rangers roster as well too? Well, I, I mean, it's interesting watching him create. I mean, I you know, I, I watched the one night he scored at 19.59, you know, to yeah. win the game. You know, I mean – this guy has has taken a major step. Big, strong, physical, and he's and he's putting up points and creating. And they love him. They love him. So you know he's you know you're you you hope when you draft those guys that they come in and become key guys. And he certainly is. He's certainly a good player. But they they are they're fast. They're fast. They got a good blue line. They got a great power play, and Shesterkin is. Lights out. If he gets back, if but he's not where he was a year ago. No. If Shesterkin gets back to where he was, they could have a great run here. But I'll tell you what, they're going to play Jersey in the first round, it looks like. Yeah. And, you know, Quinn's out right now. Quinn, or not Quinn, but Hughes is out. If he comes back healthy, Jersey will not be easy. So it'll be a great first round matchup there again. So hopefully the Rangers, I mean, I'm torn there. I, I love Lindy Ruff too. He's my assistant in Florida yeah. and we're great friends, but you know, that's going to be a heck of a series that nobody talks about. That could be the best series out of them all. And I think that again, that, might be. that was like, and Carolina's a good team. I know that'll be a different yeah. match there if later, like yeah. different, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, and that was a statement win against the Carolina hurricanes uh, too. It's, yeah. You these coming sure. out of the break have been pretty good. Phil, uh, you said you got one more here. Go ahead. Yeah, just one more for you, uh, Mac. 
So we're going to go over to Anaheim here and Trevor Zegers last night uh, kind of shoots one in after the whistle and Crosby goes over and gives him a little shove. And we've seen a couple of these uh, things with Trevor, Trevor Zegers with uh, Troy Stetcher and and now last night with uh, Sidney Crosby. Like as a, as a general manager, like what does Pat Verbeek need to, to do with this kid? Well, you know what? He's such a talented kid and I, I don't know them and and I don't see them play a whole lot to be quite honest, but I, 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 I agree. I, I don't like the ax and I don't think it's healthy for him. And I see him more doing that uh, commercial, you know, the com- commercial with nurse in the group there. I, I see yeah. him do that more than I do see him play. Yeah. I think he's a cocky kid. I, you love his talent, but uh, it, 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 it's like Sid Crosby the consummate he's the consummate he he's what you hope looks like mcdavid is becoming what Sid is that if when you walk into the dressing room in pittsburgh you better play hard and you better compete or you don't last there Sid has has done that single-handedly with his the culture in pittsburgh mcdavid looks like and dryside look like they're starting to create that in edmonton we'll see but when you have a guy like this, somebody's got to put him in his place and show a little bit of respect. That's the only thing. And Verbeek is a no-nonsense guy. I can't believe he'll put up with it. You know, I can't believe he will. Yeah. Uh, we'll finish up on this one. Uh, your your colleagues, uh, your good friends, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman on a podcast uh, leading into the All-Star break last, uh, was last week there. Uh, they talked about, uh, you know, the All-Star game being in Florida and uh, giving you kudos for being the big reason why uh, hockey's worked out in Florida. Um, you know, Mac, I know, and and they kind of touched on, you know, and, and it's up to you if you want to touch on this, but, you know, at, at both at both sides here, uh, especially on the ownership side of Florida, they got to figure it out and get you back involved and and uh, give you some, some credit and some love here because of what you've done. But um, when you've seen the All-Star game go back, I know we had, I put that tweet out and you retweeted it and it was, it was rough. And obviously the ratings uh, even dictated that too, that uh, the skills competition did very low compared to the game itself. But uh, you know, the, the kind of pride that you take in and, and being a part of how hockey in, in South Florida has worked out yeah. uh, today. And well, go ahead. Yeah. You know what? Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, what happened like I, I had a great relationship with Bill Torrey uh, long after I left there and I, and Bill tried to bring me back as a GM uh, in his later years there, actually a year before Dale Talon got the job, I was right to the wire to get the job. And then the owner decided they weren't going to make a move. He was going to sell the team. So that sort of ended. And then Dale got the job a year later, which was, which was good. But I get a call from a, a former colleague of mine who was working for the Panthers and asked me to meet with him. And he'd like, you know, to talk to me when the new ownership came in, when, when Vinny Viola bought the team. So I go and meet with this guy and we have lunch and he said, you know, I'd love you to come back in an advisor role. And I really want you to, to meet with, you know, the ownership. This was probably five years ago. Yeah. And I go and meet with, uh, I go to into the game and to meet with them and Vinny Viola is, isn't there. And I end up meeting with Doug Sifu and, you know, I just, we talked over, you know, probably for a half hour and it was, and at the end it was, 
you know, they may see uh, the guy come back to me and say, hey, they're not going to they're not going to do anything, which was fine. Yeah. And, you know, Dale was a GM and I would have been an advisor. And, you know, I, I, I made a comment that I would, you know, my goal would be to help make Dale Talon a better GM. That was what it was. Yeah. So I go to the Panther reunion and this Sifu, um, I had made some comments about the Panthers on the radio because they weren't very good. I said, I think the, you know, I didn't like some of the deals they had made in the summer and Demers signing and Yandel. I said, I don't think they're any better. And, it, you know, I didn't like them. So I made the, I made the comments on radio and Sifu shot his mouth off on Twitter to me. And uh, so I meet him at the Panther reunion and he, he said, I hope you're enjoying my meal. I hope you're, I hope you're enjoying my meal on me tonight. And I said, Oh, I thought you were uh, like a 5% owner. So that mean you paid 5% of this meal. Is that what that means? (laughs) So that was where, and then he got, you know, he's, you know, shot his mouth off and that's what that's, and that's the only issue I've ever had with Panther ownership was Doug Sifu, who they ran out eventually. They put the run to him and told him to go back to New York. And, yeah. you know, because he, all he wanted to do was talk down here. So that's my only problem. I've got a great relationship with Randy Moeller. And I like, I mean, I don't have any problem with the Panthers. So Elliot and them weren't totally correct on that, to be quite honest. It oh. was a Doug Sifu problem, yeah. who is a nobody in the hockey world that that was the whole issue so i i don't deal with you know i mean if i ever want to go to a game i'll phone randy and they look after me i don't have a problem with them at all yeah you know okay well so, i'm happy you kind of cleared the air up a bit there um, yeah yeah it's just that yeah. weird because when i think when petros like was there doug sifu friended me on facebook i didn't even know who the guy was so but, oh yeah yeah oh he wanted to become a star he's he's yeah. a ceo in new york for vinnie viola's uh, company and he he thought this was his way to become a star and i mean they had to get him out of here because it was like a disaster i mean he was the key guy that fired Gerard Gallant when he was there. I mean, he became a disaster, and they had to run him out of town. Yeah. And then he shows up at the All Star Game sending out tweets, you know, like, oh, "Give me a break." Yeah. Anyway, exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, uh, I don't even. I've I've met him once, and yeah. that was enough. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to meet him more. But no, uh, <laughs> thanks, sir. No, I just thought it was interesting. Um, you know, like. Because I look at you know you've been so great to us and you've been so great to the game and you know and I you know and Jeff and Elliot kind of talked about that on their podcast they just thought you know it yeah it's true and that's kind of you know that later that day I put out some uh, uh, posts on our uh, social media accounts of just you know give Mac his uh, stick taps here man this guy did a great job growing the game in South Florida and you know, you know it's funny I, I look at it I I've been gone twenty years. It's got to be 20 years. And I mean, the I've got 22 playoff wins for the Panthers, and the next closest is Quenville with four. Like, tell me that it hasn't been a bleak 20 years here. Yeah. Like, seriously. Know, right? Can somebody yeah. break that record? It's yeah. not Gretzky-ish. It's like 22 playoff wins. Give yeah. me a break. And it, anyway, and it's so not looking any better this year either. <laughs> Well, who knows? Anyway, hopefully they. Yeah, but I, I don't wish them. I don't wish them any bad luck. I really don't. No, I could care less. Yeah, exactly. All right, Max. Thanks for uh, <laughs> okay, thanks for, bud. Thanks for taking the time, man. We really appreciate okay, it. bud. No problem. All the best to you and the fam, and and enjoy the summer. Okay, okay, man. Same thanks, to you Doug. guys. Okay, take care, guys. <laughs> we interrupt the Two Muts podcast to bring you some breaking news. 
Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a fresh shave to a beard trim, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code Two mutts for 20% off and free shipping. Listen, I'm a real lazy guy. I hate shaving every day. Ask my wife. I leave thousands and thousands of little stubble in the sink. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard. Say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right. Face grooming does not need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus it's waterproof. So you can please your wife and shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. This kit does not end there, though. They have created four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. First, beard shampoo and conditioner, then beard oil, and finally, beard balm. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts. A beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code 2MUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code 2MUTS. Manscaped. Beard Hedger. One stroke. One guard. 20 lengths.